Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, where every word, thought, verse, and chapter of the Scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. I'm glad to have you here as we are in day four. We have one more day left this year on the Jesus Everyday Podcast. I just want to remind you that we have Faith at Home this upcoming weekend, uh, so we have no on-site services at any of our campuses. We invite you and ask you and encourage you to uh, to join us online on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. You go to fcclife.org or to Fellowship Community Church on our website, or on YouTube, excuse me, and um, you will find that at 9.15 only, so only one service at 9.15, uh, we are launching our Faith at Home services where we encourage you. What we see biblically is that the house is the epicenter of discipleship, and the church comes alongside the house. However, the church is essential for your discipleship. So in this, uh, as we're in Matthew chapter 27 today... I hope you've read it. Uh, we want you to read the scriptures first and then use this podcast as a complement to your Bible intake and not a substitute for it. Uh, I'm going to share kind of two verses. Uh, I'm going to just hit one and show you some some interesting things specifically because of Christmas. Uh, and then the second one, walk through the here reading method. The first one, I just want to show you some interesting things uh, is when you, when you read verse 22 and it says, Pilate said uh, to them, this is at the public, um, he's asking, do you want us to do you want me to release Barabbas or Jesus? And they say Barabbas and not Jesus. And then they, they tell, um, th- at the end it says, then let him be crucified. Or they, uh, he asked him, what do they want me to do with Jesus? And he said, crucify him. But it says, Pilate said to them, the Jewish audience, then what shall I do with Jesus, who is also called Christ? And it says, then they all said, let him be crucified. So there's these two names here. For Jesus, and we've been in the series, the name above all names. He says, "What shall I do with this man named Jesus?" Now, if you remember Jesus uh, or Yahshua or Yahshua, uh, it's really more translated to Joshua rather than Jesus. But n- nonetheless, um, Yahshua means he saves us from our sins. So, what shall I do with this man? He saves us from our sins. Then he gives him his another name, who is called Christ. And Christ means anointed. This is interesting here, even as Pilate walks through this with the Jews, he's bringing before them once again, this man's name is he saves us from our sins because he is anointed. Like, not that he has been anointed, not that someone has anointed him, like he is the anointed one. Uh, I just found that very interesting. But then the verse that I'm going to walk through the here reading method is verse 51. And it says, And behold, the curtain and temple were torn in two, was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. So as I move on to the explained part here, what's happening, Jesus is dying on the cross, um, and or he has actually died at this point, and a lot of miraculous things kind of happen at his at his death, immediately at his death. And and one of those that I want to look at uh, is what, what really spoke to me was this the curtain temple being torn from top to bottom. So this is where, well, why is the Old Testament important? Well, here's why the Old Testament is important. Well, the temple was a symbol of God's presence. That's where God dwelt in the Old Testament. Uh, the tabernacle, when they would travel around Moses. And then inside the the temple, or the, originally the tabernacle, and it was kind of a copy and paste. You had the, the common place, the court of the Gentiles, the court of the Jews, and then the holy place, or inside of it, then the holy of holies. And so this uh, this 
temple curtain that is torn is about a six inch thick cloth. Now I have never seen a six inch thick cloth in my life, so I don't even know what this looks like. But that's about what it was. It was about six to eight inches thick, according to Jewish customs. And it says this was torn from top to bottom. Now most people, you've probably heard this that, and I, I agree with it that it was torn from top to bottom to prove and to show that only God could tear it down, to split it, to show that uh, hey, that I am the one that's that's breaching this. I am the one that's opening up the holy of holies to mankind that I'm here to dwell with my people and and then the the other point that I want you to see also that we have to remember some some kind of temple history and so right before the the book of Malachi is closed on the Old Testament the Ark of the Covenant is stolen or comes up missing and that was the last time it's ever been seen and but yet the chief priests or the priest would go into the Holy of Holies and they would make sacrifices and do things that the priestly responsibilities called for, but the ark was gone. And this ark is the seat, the bema seat, the seat upon which God would rest. And so it was like the the priest would. It's it's like they 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 knew that God's presence wasn't with them, but they still went about their religious rituals to the people, to either uh, have a front face to them that hey God still dwells with us. Or to kind of just still show symbolically, I'm not 100% sure, you know, obviously we can't judge their heart, but it's not just one priest. I mean, this is over 500 years of priesthood that hid this truth from the people. And so it's as if God is saying, hey, (laughs) the priests were lying to you. I I wasn't even there. I, I wasn't even dwelling with you all. So I'm now dwelling with you. And then I think this is, I know I talked about Jesus' name uh, as Jesus and then anointed or Christ. And then here's where you see the fulfillment of Emmanuel to the nth degree, that God is dwelling with his people, that he split the veil, that he opened up the Holy of Holies. And that's where you really begin to apply this text into our lives, biblical points, biblical principles of application, is that God dwells with us. And God does in another point of biblical uh, application for our lives is that God doesn't care about the religious acts but the truth or the heart behind them. And so here you see where the, 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 the priests were lying. And he's like, no, it's not about that. It's about my presence. And so how's that person responded? Just thinking as we just wrapped up kind of Christmas here in this season, but the truths are timeless truth, that God is Emmanuel, God with us. And when we hear those words or think of those words and you're like, oh, yeah, 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 I know that. And we don't take in the true reality and the power behind it, mm, Man, that's some powerful stuff that God dwells with us. He desires to be with you. He wants to be in relationship with you. So I hope these words are encouraging to you and help you study and read God's word to find it transform you on an everyday basis. So thank you for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast.